All right, good morning. It is March 31st, 2019, the last day of March. I'm Wes Dorn. Uh, Joining with me is Renee Herrera. Renee, what's going on? Hey, what's up? It's so early. Um, and then, yeah, with us is also Brandon Dorak. Brandon, what's going on? Hey, guys. Glad to be back on. <laughs> Great. Good. Great to have you again. Um, all right, Brandon's going to sit out for the first five to ten minutes. We're just going to go over some housekeeping and some... Uh, I guess an apology. Um, so four weeks ago, what's, I just want to say that I've thought about this like the, for the last like five days or four days, but um, like nonstop. So four weeks ago, we had Alex Kidwell on, um, and I just want to say that I apologize and I'm sorry for. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sorry for having him on. I'm sorry for not talking with the people who are mostly impacted and affected by um, Alex's actions or about a year and a half ago. And I should have consulted with them. I should have thought I should have asked them about um, what they thought about me potentially doing that. Uh, and, and I am deeply sorry for that. I should have, I should have talked with them first. And it wasn't anything that I was uh, purposely avoiding. It was more about just me. I didn't feel like I, like I should, I, I didn't feel like I needed to like uh ask people's permission um and i'm sorry for that i should and it wasn't like a uh, asking for forgiveness or instead of asking for permission it was more about like i didn't feel like they wanted to be bothered by uh me bringing this up and renee and i had talked about having alex on for like maybe six months and um we i i i didn't think it was right and i don't i, I know renee didn't think it was right at the time i'm like i don't want to speak for renee he'll he'll, he'll speak in a minute or two but um, I just I knew that Alex had been publicly uh, talking about his battle with depression, and mental health, and I thought it was. It seemed like he was getting better, and he is. You know, I've we've talked to him, um, and so I thought it was important to kind of have that discussion. And I I think these discussions need to be had on every kind of level, whether it's like a micro level like this podcast, or just anywhere. No, I'm not talking not, not talking about like the incident. I'm talking about like mental health. And it was I was in no way trying to exploit. Uh, what happened that night and you know you can look back at all no, no tweets were deleted i did remove the podcast out of um respect to the people offended and affected so you know i, I just do want to say that i'm sorry um and you know i did uh offend people that i care about and respect so that i hope that you know it's me coming out here and apologizing and talking about the and just saying how sorry I am, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't have, if it doesn't have an effect, that's fine. But I do have to um, admit that I was wrong. I should have consulted with people and talked to people beforehand to see if it was okay. If they said it wasn't okay, then I wouldn't have gone through with it. And that that's the truth. That's the honest truth. Um, I do, Renee, what, do you have anything to say? And You can, whatever you want to say is, is all good. Okay. So, Wes, you, you know, you apologized in, in your way. Uh, now I'm going to speak in my way. Um, I personally don't apologize for for talking to Alex. I mean, I consider Alex a friend. And um, like you said, I think that we, you know, there's a certain point, we are living in a world of the canceled culture where if someone deems someone else that they've done something bad enough, 
that in their eyes that everyone else you know around that person needs to disavow themselves from from whoever was the perpetrator so it's like it's like no that's just not how life is unfortunately and you know things came up and like you said I didn't know we needed permission to speak to whoever we wanted to speak with, um, especially from people who clearly don't listen, you know, and who see this stuff weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you're not paying attention enough in the first place. So, like, why would we run anything by you? Um, and uh, there were certain, there was like a whole lot of melodrama that happened. This happened Monday, and. Um, I was at work and it was towards the end of the day and I was just like, Oh, what is this? Like what, what's happening here? And so I just like, just went home and ignored it. Cause I was like, I don't have time to deal with this stuff. I got lots of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's been a week and at this point it's kind of like, whatever. But, right. um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I hate this cancel culture type thing. I hate that people can't be forgiven for things and you know i don't need to take an ethics lesson or a morality lesson from you know whoever was making a stink about this stuff because there are a lot of people out there in this survivor community that have done a lot of shitty things and so i don't need you to tell me that what i did was wrong because mm-hmm. uh lots of people have skeletons in their closet and they the hypocrisy in this community is astounding. You know, lots of people who do lots of shitty things who then in turn, like, try and judge other people for what they do. And it's, you know, frankly bullshit. So, um, I I just want to say, like, I apologize that this was, you know, some sort of a triggering episode or something for some people like i don't mean to um to what's the word i'm trying to say like i don't mean to gloss over you know what happens to these people Mm -hmm. you know but on the other hand you know we talk to people that's what we do like sorry that you know we didn't run everything past you you know like, right. You at know, a certain this... point, it's just like, the, you know, what had happened, like, they could have come to us privately and mention, mentioned this, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And, and it, this, this was some sort of a shaming episode where it was like, hey, let's try and shame these guys for what they did and make them feel mm-hmm. like they're horrible people. Yeah. And I, I will say that, you know, we... I wanted to have Alex on to talk to, not to give his side of this event. You know, I yeah. wanted to have him talk about his like mental health and his depression and his battle with that. Cause I thought that was, I thought that's, that was worthy for other people to hear about it too. Cause he was, he's able to get out of like that weird funk that he was in. And I didn't, but I also didn't think it was fair to bring him on and then just kind of like, like, like gloss over the whole situation. Cause I didn't think that would be, I, I didn't think that would be right. Just well, to that's what we, everything. That's what we stipulated to him. We're like, hey, right. we want to have you on, but like, you need to talk about this. And he yeah. was like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like we were trying to hide something. 
Right. And if I've mentioned this before in the past, and the thing is this, these, there's a lot of large scale Facebook groups know that, you know, there was like a post that went out and within five minutes, I was getting messages from people who were not, who weren't even in this group wondering what was going on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, so I'm just, I'm trying to move on. I think it was the whole thing is shitty. It's, I'm sorry that it reopened old wounds that, uh, you know, I guess it probably won't, won't ever close, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to the people who were offended. Uh, I'm not sorry for talking to Alex about his mental health issues. So, you know, at this point it is, it is what it is and we do have to move on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so Brandon, what do you have to, t- what do you have to say with the, the whole situation, Brandon? <laughs> I'm just joking. You don't need to comment. Brandon doesn't have anything. To I, I really wanted to come in here and just like roast some folks, but you know, I'm just like, uh, let's just yeah. leave it as it is. And you know, life goes on. I think maybe these people thought like, uh, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to make them pay. We're going to make them feel shitty. And it's like, mm-hmm. eh, I mean, you didn't succeed, so. Yeah, I I think I, I was told by some people that I think the post was deleted. So if yeah. it was, you know, I'm thankful for that. But the whole thing was just, it was a whole shitty uh, experience. So so let's move on to brighter and, and brighter time things. To mo- time to move on to Merge Survivor. Episode. For the merge episode, okay. So Brandon, yeah, the merge. So Brandon, what's going on, buddy? How's uh, how's life going? It, we're uh, we just started outdoor track season a couple weeks ago. I've been all over the place these last couple weeks, so um, I'm tired, but everything's great. What does that have to do with Survivor? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> just Survivor. Brandon, how many days out of the week are you like traveling? I'm just curious. Uh. You know, this past week, you know, it was three or four days. You know, it was kind of a weird week. We're on spring break this week. Um, but we did have two meets this past weekend. Um, so, you know, probably at least two days a week, you know, to and from, you know, stuff going on, whatnot. You know, our meets, recruiting. So um, it's a pretty busy time of the year for me right now. But uh, appreciate you guys uh, waking up early to do this. Yeah. So, okay, so you're the head cross-country coach at um, – I. A what school, school? <laughs> Frank, franklin college yeah we're indianapolis area okay yeah, so we're doing okay. three school yep okay so a nice flyover uh, flyover state like kansas um <laughs> yeah. uh okay so but yeah so okay well i i do like having you on brandon because i do like talking about like the the athletics and the you know the wear and tear that survivor takes on people so right there's some interest. I have some thoughts about what's been going on. I know War Dog mentioned something about bug bites, and not in a lack of protein, so they weren't the bug bites weren't healing. I wonder, like, the, do you know is, is that bullshit? Does protein help your body heal? It does. Yeah, uh, I think there's certainly some truth to uh, you know him talking about that. You know, I think certainly when they're very depleted out there, you know, the recovery process with anything, I think, is going to be much much slower. Yeah. So okay. So let's let's wait till the end to talk about this, though, because I want to hear your thoughts on the best way to get in shape for Survivor and whatnot. Um, All right. So what else is anything? So you just been really swamped with work and whatnot the last week. Um. Yeah. I mean, a kid, obviously, too, um, and a, like a crazy wife who you know watches the kid all day long. Um, but uh, finally, this uh, reality show I'm working on, uh, I finally locked. 
picture locked the first episode. Uh, so I get to uh, start onlining it tomorrow. For you guys in the know, you'll know what that means. But uh, it's a pretty significant thing. Um, cool. And I'm pretty Sweet. pumped about that. And uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, just uh, living life every day with, you know, zero time to do really anything is, uh, you know, that's the dad life for you. Mm-hmm. And I know people are giving giving us shit for this that uh, we only have white guys <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to lean into that. I think we're going to try to interview every single white uh, white guy in the Survivor community yeah. before we hit on a woman. Well, this but, yeah, is a we, moment to uh, shame uh, like Keith Dixon, who you know is not a white guy who we've asked to come on, and he refuses to for whatever reason. I guess mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to. Uh, talking to a microphone or something like that. But uh, we have given opportunities to other people. They just decline. Uh, Miss Laura Holzwasser as well. Like, she refuses to come on with us. You know, and it's because these people, like, uh, they just can't take the heat of the known trolls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're, they're, they're afraid to get, like, grouped into us, with, yeah. which is bullshit. And, like, <laughs> you know, known trolls is kind of like a misnomer, but I'm, like, trying to, like, just own it, which is fine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more people in this community who have dealings with other podcasts that say a lot worse shit than we do. Yeah. And I feel like we're pretty respectful generally. So, you know. I think we're pretty respectful. I mean, we both have uh, friends and family and wives that love us and like us Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, So I think, uh, you know, sometimes when we bring the heat, we're just being a little uh, hyperbolic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But... uh, we don't bite. We're nice people. Like, come on, mm-hmm. talk with us. Yep. And, okay. and and I will say, we get a lot of messages from people who say, oh, man, I'm so glad you said this. This is not something that I would be willing to say. So there are definitely a lot of people that, like, agree with our things. But yeah. uh, they're just, like, uh, too afraid to get to get too close to that stove, you know? Yeah, bring the heat, everyone. You know, what are you afraid <laughs> of, you know? But, yeah, I was, I was going to say that we have had a lot of positive feedback from people which I am very appreciative for. This is kind of like a passion project. And I think Renee was like hesitant to do it at first. I know he's got a newborn and stuff, but I am very thankful to have Renee on board every week. So thank you, Renee. Yeah. Um, Um, I I will say that, uh, I mean, we're not making any money out of this. (laughs) Um, I don't think we really, you're not, I'm losing money off this. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I mean, we don't, you buy a fucking microphone, Renee. Uh, yeah, I still don't have a real (laughs) microphone. Um, and uh, we don't make any money. I don't think we're going to do a Patreon or anything no. like that. Um, no. I don't think we have plans to expand this universe into anything else. Uh, but it's a, it's a good way to kind of... Uh, it's a c- catharsis for me every week, you know? Yeah, it's... Uh... And, you know, so every week, you know, every week the podcast grows. Where there's new, like, tech things, new things I'm adding to it. So this week we're on Spotify now. I've been trying to get us on iTunes for the last like three weeks, but they keep declining me. Like I think they just, uh, you know, they have it out for Renee and Wes. Like the, <laughs> iTunes hates uh, Wes and Renee. So uh, you know, so watch for the at some point we'll be up at iTunes. Yeah. So so again, but, thanks yeah. Brandon for coming coming on with us. Yeah, thanks yeah, I mean, Brandon for for real. Uh, I mean, that's why I I listen to every pod you know you guys have ever done. Where I think you know you do, you guys do say a lot of things that. A lot of people aren't willing to say, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't think you ever have really like gone after anybody. You know, you just kind of, you know, say what you feel and, you know, 
sometimes people are going to get offended when they shouldn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think you guys back up what you say and it makes sense. Yeah. Even like the friend or foes, uh, game we do you know it's, it's all in fun you know i don't really <laughs> yeah fucking hate anybody you know? well actually i do some people but yeah um we'll get some interesting ones for that okay so we had the merge episode i watched the merge episode at kelly had a watch party at a bar near my place oh yeah and i'll tell you this watching survivor with a crowd is something else it is fucking amazing it's like a sporting event yeah. And Renee, you've done a know-it-alls before. Brandon, I don't think you've ever watched with a large crowd, have you? I have not. It looks fun, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would recommend to anybody, if there's like viewing parties or if there's like a know-it-alls event, I would 100% recommend going to them because at this bar that we're at, there was maybe like 150 people there. There was people lined up for like 30 minutes trying to get photos with Kelly and Lauren. It was, it was fucking crazy. But um, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what do you think initially of let's just get for the the all the extinction member all the people on edge of extinction? What do you think of that challenge, um, Brandon, about them coming back into the game and like the the surprise of the players seeing them? Yeah, I mean, kind of a weird start to the episode where they were like out there at the challenge right away. You know, there wasn't any like yeah, I was I don't want to there wasn't any. There wasn't any time spent on, like, you know, Wendy being sent home or, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, you know, Probe's telling them to drop their buffs, and, you know, they're all happy for a minute, and then, you know, told them to come in, and they're all, they all just turn, and they're like, what? And then, you know, of course, Reem's walking in, just giving them all the death stare, and, uh-huh. you know, whatever. But I like that most of them, obviously some of it's editing, but they all seem generally happy when he revealed that, you know, somebody was getting back in the game. Um, I'm sure a lot of them had opinions on who they wanted to get back in the game. Um, but the actual challenge, I did not really, I didn't really anticipate Devin's being the one to win it. I thought Chris was going to get it even with the 30 knots. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, I got really nervous when like Wendy got close and I was like, please no. (laughs) Um, so I mean like, I'm okay with Devin's getting back in. Um, you know, a lot of them were, seemed like they were close and they just, you know, the thing fell off the last second or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was okay with that challenge and kind of how it played out. Uh, Renee. Yeah. I was going to say, um, like Brandon mentioned, uh, the episode just starts, started immediately going into the challenge. Like, at first I thought my recording was, like, wrong or something because it just, like, there was no previously on or any type of recap or anything. It just, like, went right in, and I was like, I don't know, I kind of loved it. Um, And I will say that this has been, this was my favorite episode of the season. Um, I think it was the best in terms of everything, you know, drama and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I had no, like, no inkling whatsoever that Devons would be the one coming back like i mm-hmm. thought for sure it was going to be chris and uh or maybe even aubrey like but never did i think Devons would be the one <laughs> to come back and uh, uh I, w- I was you know it was interesting that all of them ended up at the at the thing at the end you know it is kind of like uh, a great equalizer um and so that was exciting um you could tell by the looks of the players that like half of them kind of saw this coming and half of them like mm-hmm. had no clue that these players would be coming back. Um, and I, you know, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, they really kind of hit you with like a knockout punch right at the beginning of the episode. 
so how would they have anticipated yeah so like at one moment when they brought the new the players that voted out people back in someone said oh, i knew it like maybe i think it was like a <laughs> kelly or david or something yeah how i mean that's a pretty like well, I guess you're out there for 17 days. You're like you're theorizing like what could the potential twist be because there hasn't been anything that yeah. major. And that's I think they kind of hinted that like I think it was the first episode where they showed Joe and like I think it was Eric and Gavin. They were talking. Um, it was one of the early days on the the beach, and they were like, "What do you think Edge of Extinction means?" You know, and so they're like, mm-hmm. "I don't know." And so I think there was that like inkling. You know, they say like everything's so boring out there that like i'm sure they had time to like theorize about all this stuff about technically what theme of the season was and so Mm -hmm. you gotta hand it to them i mean i'm sure some people just would have you know not thought anything of it they would have just been like i'm on survivor yay but you know people are like um trying to decipher the hidden meaning of like the the theme and the subtitle of the season right uh I, i had a funny thought so there's an event the WWE does every year. It's called the Royal Rumble, where they have uh, 30 participants and they enter the ring every two minutes. I feel like Reem is like the first entry into the Royal Rumble. Like she's the first on Extinction <laughs> Island, and then someone else comes in that, the two three days later, and then someone else. Yeah, you know, there's been people in the Royal Rumble who've like entered at number one and then lasted the whole way, and I think have won it. I don't think Reem's gonna win it, but I just thought, thought that was a funny parallel. Um, Okay, so, yeah, we could talk about Wendy for 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> we'll get into... Uh, so they mentioned... Oh, Jeff mentioned how um, this was going to be an iconic moment. What other main iconic moments do you think stick out for the first 38 seasons of Survivor that like, would kind of rival this? Um, Renee? Me? Uh, I mean, I guess, like, you have to go with what comes in your head first, right? Even if it's lame. Um, but obviously I think the outcasts maybe because of the season, but, uh, I think the mutiny in Cook Islands, like, I think that's another big one. Um, and then, is this a top, is this a top 10 moment? A top uh, 10 iconic moment? I, I, I guess know. a twist, I think, right? I think you need to, I think we need to see how the season plays out. Um, I think if, <laughs> if there's a really lame ending to the season, I think we mm-hmm. will probably kind of put this on the back burner. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you think about, like, Eric playing, you know, giving up his idol in Micronesia. Like, that was a pretty big moment. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, so is this in the top ten? I don't know. Wait and see. But I would say probably not. Brandon, is this a top ten iconic moment? Yeah, I think kind of what Renee said, I think... I don't think I don't know if it's iconic right away, but it can be. I guess potentially how the, the rest of the season plays out. But I mean, besides the Redemption Island seasons, I mean, there's never been another time where they've brought people back and not told them that people had a chance to come back, like the mm-hmm. remaining players in the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you got to go with the Eric, you know, Muni Necklace, you know, the Mutiny, you know, James getting going home with two idols, yeah. um, you know. That kind of stuff, which we obviously just got a lot of like rehashing in Ghost Island, you know. So all of those are pretty mm-hmm. fresh, but those are mostly all the screw ups, um, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I hope this is you know one of the most iconic moments, but you know, we gotta wait and see. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think, yeah, I mean, you're right. We do have to wait and see. I think let's judge it, like, soon. We'll judge it after the season ends to see where it stands. Okay, so Wendy and Keith, it seemed like they were trying really hard (laughs) in the challenge. And they also celebrated, too, when they got an opportunity to get back in. So what the hell happened from them almost winning to one of them almost winning and then them like celebrating and like crying because they get another chance to come in what happened in those like a day or two and to them quitting like brandon what like what took place i think those two uh on into the hype of the other ones actually being excited like aubrey obviously fired up you know chris uh you know reem maybe maybe not um Mm -hmm. but I think they were just kind of in the heat of the moment, you know, like we get another shot and then they went back and they were like, okay, this place still sucks. I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it was Keith that maybe brought it up or Wendy that brought it up first. And the other one was just like, you know what, this is it. Um, you know, clearly they didn't think they had a great shot to get back in, which they have no idea when or what the next challenge is going to be. Um, for me, that was a tough out where they just kind of went to that clip and, you know, they both put the flag up and the boat took them away. I was like, wow. Like, if I knew that was going to happen, like I would have gave these guys a lot less screen time. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, okay. So we got a lot, a lot of talk. I'm getting some, hold on. I'm getting some echo. Yeah. We can talk a lot about that, about geez. Okay. So, okay. So Wendy mentioned in her exit press about how she didn't, about her Tourette's was kind of holding her back and look, that whole the her dealing with Tourette's and being out there that's admirable. Like no one's no one's doubting that. No one's saying like. But the thing is, like, if you don't think you could get back in because of the condition, like maybe you shouldn't have gone on in the first place. You know, like th- that to me, like it's just like kind of a wasted spot. Like that someone else might have taken Wendy's, been out there and would have gone the extra mile. And like once again, not, nothing against like when like Wendy and her dealing with this threats because like I obviously I have some sympathy for her. And but if you don't think you can compete out there, then you know you have to question why was she cast in the first place, right, Renee? Uh, yeah, um, totally agree. I think that um, yeah, like Brandon was saying, it was such a bizarre scene that happened because um, well, I think we all thought Extinction Island was. Uh, why well, I guess I don't really know if we thought that they were going to stick around, but I thought it was really bizarre. I was like, why are these people all crying so much? And then when Jeff announced that they would be able to stay at Extinction Island, I was like, oh, wait, like they didn't like just assume that they were going to be able to stay at Extinction Island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where they saw, yeah. <laughs> um, which so- was strange. And then, so then they all like, you know, they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then... All of a sudden, we just see Keith and Wendy, like, quitting. Like, mm-hmm. no fucking explanation whatsoever. They just head to the flag. And I think there's rumors out there that, like, that's not how it happened, that they had, like, a day or two or something before they actually quit. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. But I just think it was so strange, like, how Brandon was saying, like, why would they – why – why were they even edited then if they were just going to quit like that? Like, but right. I think, I guess the only reason I would say it would just be like, they had to edit them somewhat equally going into that challenge because mm-hmm. there had to be, we had to think that anyone could come back had in. Had a right? shot to get back so in. If they, yeah. if they like weren't shown whatsoever, we'd be like, well, Keith, they haven't shown anything of him. So he's probably not going to the winner, but 
I just thought um, it was strange. They showed them uh, running to the flag, and then it was like a little clip of each of them going like, yeah, this is what's best for me. And like, that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so weird. It's these uh, yeah, two it's players who've stuck around this whole time, and it's just like nothing and they're gone yeah as much like airtime they got I, I think Wendy had the most confessions at one point uh, they really got an unceremonious uh, exit too but it's like okay so if Wendy had won or Keith had won the challenge would they have quit once they got back in the game um, yeah and I think like obviously because I've seen a lot of past players pre, especially pre-mergers who say like oh I would have given anything to like stay and all this stuff and I mean, we don't know what it's like out there, and mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably it's just the mystery of it all. Like, they were probably like, fuck, I don't think I can just, like, live, because they don't have challenges or anything. Like, they just stay in this little shack for, what, 20 more days or something like yeah. that? Like, they don't know when or if they're going back. Like, if everyone keeps... um coming to extinction island like there could be what like 13 14 people there when the next player comes back like they're probably like oh god i don't think i can do this and uh you know i mean i don't know i guess you can't really hold that too much against them be interesting to find out what they do for the pay for this season like do so i think extinction island ends on like day 36 or day 33 Thirty-seven has been rumored. Yeah. So does everyone, everyone who makes it to that point, get the uh, same amount of pay? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, bizarre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And so this whole this kind of feeds into my whole, and I think a lot of people have the same sentiment: is what the fuck are Keith and Wendy doing out there? They're, Keith is like nineteen. <laughs> Wendy's like twenty-two. I know Gavin's like twenty-three. Friend of the program, Gavin. But um. <laughs> He, but I mean, Gavin's at least like doing stuff out there. He's playing the game hard. So I mean, so Gavin does kind of buck that trend where he is an acceptable player under twenty five. You know, Brandon, do you share the same sentiment as us about people shouldn't be cast if they're under twenty five? Uh, too. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little torn on it because I think if you're you know, 23, 24, 25, at least you, you know, you've gone, you're, you're past college, you know, you've mm-hmm. got, gotten that life experience at least, but you know, we got like the Keiths and the, you know, the Natalie's and the Will Walls. And I mean, like, which Natalie? Tanner really? Yeah. I mean, wasn't she like 19 when she played? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, some of those players made it decently far, but it just never seemed like they're, they were an important player. Like they were kind of just along for the ride. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah, like for me, I can't imagine like just graduating high school, like, all right, I'm going on survivor. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't think like mentally, if any, more than anything, I'd be ready for that. So, um, you know, the biggest thing that bothers me is just like, I never got the feeling from Wendy or Keith that they were out there to win, especially Wendy, she's right. out there for, for the screen time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will yeah. say that, uh, I think that, uh, Gavin, right, and Victoria, they have the luck of winning those challenges early on their side. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, the, the bad thing with Keith and Wendy was that they started losing, and so they kind of had to play, and then that's when we realized they weren't really all that great players. Whereas Gavin and Victoria, like, had the opportunity to not necessarily need to save themselves so early mm-hmm. on that now 
they're like making moves and kind of playing the game properly. So they have that, but yeah, I think we've said this before, but I think they cast people that are just cannon fodder um, for for the show. Like Wendy, um, I'm sure that with her Tourette's, like, but she was like, Hey, I, but I want to play. And like, she's so crazy that they were like, well, yeah, how could you not put her on out there? You know, knowing that Mm -hmm. she would be like an early boot. I mean, I'm surprised she made it as far as she did. Um, and Keith, like, yeah, he's like a, you know, a kid, but they were probably just like, ah, oh, we like him, and like, uh, so so he's third boot. Who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, obviously, because of this season, like they stuck around. But I mean, we never would have. Can you imagine any scenario where Keith like made it very far in the game? You know, like no, unless he, would he was have on a dragged. winning team yeah. or something like like with Joe. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think unfortunately their case is that they were just meant to always go out early. Yeah. So I thought it was touching, you know, Aubrey getting really emotional when she had a chance to, which she thought she was getting, that was the end of her Survivor game, but she was getting back in. I thought that was really refreshing to see. And I think that's what a, a lot of us as super fans and fans and people who want to play this game uh, really appreciate it. Also, Julie, too, when she went, when she won Immunity, she was emotional, too, just talking about how much it meant to her. Brandon, did that, uh, did that hit you in the feels? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you can even see it, you know, since, you know, the season was getting going. Like, I feel like Aubrey's been way more open on, like, Twitter, social media than she's ever been. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly see it on the island where I think already what we've seen, you know, has been tougher, you know, mentally for sure on her than what the other two seasons were. Um, so I, I like seeing that come out of her a little bit. And, you know, obviously, you know, she cares a lot about it. And, you know, you can see, like, she was legitimately excited when she knew she was not yet eliminated. And, you know, she still had life in the game. So, you know, she's going to be one that's not going to quit. Like, they'll have to drag her out of there before she'll, you know, raise that flag up. So I'm a big right. fan of that. Yeah, she she mentioned that she wouldn't have grown up without Survivor. And I think that speaks to, like, thousands of people in this community that, that, that need to go on Survivor to grow up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I, think that, I think that's very re- relatable. And then Reem was getting emotional too. I thought that was nice. So we got because we see Reem as like this like surly like kind of um, coarse person, and she was just talking about how much she loves Survivor and how when it's on with, when it's on, you mute your phone, you don't talk to anybody. So that's really relatable. Um, so how does Devin's get back into this game? How is he going to work his way back in, uh, Renee? Um, I mean, I guess from what we saw in this episode, maybe, I guess, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. It's, this Devin's thing is really bizarre. I don't know if we wanted to get onto this track already, but it's the whole thing with Wentworth, like targeting him. Oh, um, okay. So hold, hold on one sec. Let's, yeah. we'll get to that. Well, I also do want to say, you know, we've kind of dogged on Chris too, but he also was emotional too. I thought that that was a nice touching moment from Chris, but yeah. So do we want to get into this Kelly thing now? Um, I mean, we can, uh, so I was going to say, um, you know, it just seemed to me pretty obvious that, you know, uh, everyone who was not comma had to kind of get together. Right. And we saw the Lesu tribe or whatever, once they became Lesu and especially that tribal that Rick went home, like that they really liked each other and they were like willing to go to rocks. 
um, you know, the last episode and everything. And then all of a sudden, you see Wentworth being like, let's get rid of David and Bevins first. And <laughs> it was just like, wait, what? Like, what's the motivation there? Yeah, like, what's the motivation? Like, she, like, you know, w- when you look back at it, it's like all they needed to do was get Joe and Aurora, and they would have seven, and they would be able to, like, take control of the game. But it was like, just seems so bizarre that, like, Wentworth was, and Lauren, um, was, were so willing to just, like, throw the other two away. And it's like, for what? Like, mm-hmm. so that you can be, you know, the last ones to go before the comma six eat each other or whatever. Like right, it just yeah. seemed like such a weird thing to even suggest. And yeah, I like, I can't get be, I can't understand it because Wentworth is, you know, a three time player. Like she should not necessarily be doing something like that. Mm hmm. Who knows? I mean, it's all edited. Who knows? What <laughs> I mean, and I don't even know what the controversy is. Like, can you enlighten me to it? Because so the controversy is there's two different confessions or like uh, two different lines of thought and kind of combine them to make it seem like Kelly was hating on Devons when she really wasn't. Okay. I mean, she might have. I mean, she 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 mentioned talking about getting Devons out too. So there, I mean, there was some truth to the edit, but I think they made it seem like she was really anti Devons, huh. which. I think some people didn't like, um, or I, well, people liked Kelly's response to it. Someone made a video, she <laughs> shared that. Um, so I, yeah, it's, it just comes down this whole thing, and then and I love uh, yeah, Wentworth. So, I want love her. So I mm. mean, I'm not like hating on her or anything. I'm just right, right, puzzled yeah. as to her motivations. As to as to come out against her edit, like to talk about how it was no, as to just or, like what her re- reasoning was to target you know David and Devons like immediately. From okay, what we saw like I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, what what do you think of uh, me coming for people who are like canceling Kelly and then liking Kelly's tweets like two <laughs> weeks later? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, the fickle yeah, that, nature that, that, of the that, Survivor fan. What'd you say? The, the fickle nature of the Survivor fan. Yeah, it's like, it, yeah, it just shows you how bizarre Survivor fans can be. You know, one minute you're absolutely canceling out someone like, oh, I don't want to, like, this person sucks. Like, you know, I don't want to see her ever again. Like, and the next minute you're loving her. Like, you know, people can't stand, people can't stick to their own, like, thoughts and their own, like, uh, judgments. You know, they're always just going ping-ponging back and forth. Yeah. You know. Okay, moving on. Um... You know, so the tribe name is Vata, V-A-T-A. We are very close to getting an avatar uh, merge name. <laughs> Wait, whoa. whoa uh, oh, uh, so the, the, tri- the merge tribe name is V-A-T-A. Oh, avatar. I gotcha, I gotcha. I was thinking more like Vato, you know? That's like a slang for like a Mexican, like kind of like a gang member type dude. You say, orale, Vato, like that. What does that um, that's mean? the first thing that comes to my head. Just like a gang member? Vato? It's like, no, I, I mean, I guess stereotypically you could say gang member, but it's more like homie, I guess you would say. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it's interesting. You you got to assume that Aubrey and Kelly are probably talking about us out there on an island, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's probably all they're talking they're about. They're probably, I guess, we were we podcasting before they went out there? Um, um, yeah, well, we had, we had a podcast. Um, about, oh yeah, I think, it, oh yeah, because they, they filmed this after, so yeah, they definitely listened to our Ghost Island podcast, 
Right. Um, <laughs> I think they were probably yeah, wondering like if we would continue doing it and if we would want to have them on at some point in the future. Mm, right. Um, and <laughs> Top so, of mind. Yeah. Not, not thinking about their family, just thinking about what Wes, Wes and Renee think of them. <laughs> um, okay, so... Brandon, any expecting... thoughts from you on this whole Kelly Wentworth situation? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, with Devin's coming back in, I didn't see why they wouldn't try to pull him back in with their original group. And especially after they showed us that conversation with uh, Kelly and Joe, where they basically seemed like they wanted to work together, keep each other around. <laughs> that would have been yeah. that would have been a good time for like, hey, like you should go talk to Aurora, and you know, let's make let's do this seven six thing, because targeting Devin's taking him out and just like lowering your numbers even more, like. You know, you're just going to get whittled away. You know, maybe you get lucky with an idle play or two, but you're still going to go out like seventh place. So, what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very strange. Do you think it was right to target Joe? Um, Renee, me. Uh, well, I, I guess this takes us into the whole Joe track of things, which is what the hell is going on with this guy? Like, I mean, he's kind of helpless out there. He can't really do anything because if he does anything, he's obviously like going to expose himself as like the biggest threat again. So he just kind of has to paint the merge flag. But like, so we met Joe at the game changers finale. Yeah. So he had played twice already and he was like a new agey vibey guy. Then like he was talking to us about yoga and, you know, emotions and all this shit. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, um, I just would have thought that having had, what, a couple years at that point behind him having played twice, that he would have gone into the season just wanting a little bit more to strategize. Like, yes, he's always going to be a physical threat, but he had to have something, you know, on the back burner for what to do in a situation where he really was in a pickle, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And he just decided, like, oh, well, if I don't actually strategize, then they won't see me as a threat. I guess yeah. that was his mindset. But it's, I mean, you're a returning player, and you just saw Aubrey get voted out, you know, seemingly for no reason. So it's like, if you know you're being targeted because you are a returning player, and you're Joe, and you don't have immunity, like wouldn't you try to do something right mm-hmm. and like i don't know if he comes back but like certainly the editors didn't show us anything that he was doing to strategize you know and for him to just kind of i don't know just puss out and just be like eh, you go ahead i'm just gonna paint this flag like right. i also like ron like if that was supposed to be his ally you know, because he said, like, Joe gave me nothing. Now I'm thinking we should vote him out. Like, that was, if he had not done that, if he would just said, hey, you know what? Let's let's do this. Like, Ryan would have been like, okay, cool. But when he was so passive about it and like, uh, you know, I don't know. Ron's kind of like, well, he's giving me mixed signals. And he is, if I don't know what's going on with him and I can't predict what he's going to do, like, there's no reason to keep him around, especially when mm-hmm. we have the majority. So... I think it was right for what Ron and them ended up doing. Like, if you don't know what's going on in Joe's head, you might as well just get rid of him now. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, speaking of Ron, seems like he's acting awfully cocky at Tribal Council. You know, that's never a good sign. Yeah. So I think uh, it might be written in stone that he's not long for this game, too. So, I mean, that's like the most, that's like the worst kind of way to present yourself to be overconfident. Uh, just like also, you're kind of un- undermining yourself kind of internally because you're, you're thinking that you're overly safe where, you know, you might be the next person to, get, to go. Yeah. Um, what about you, Brandon? Like, what were your, what are your Joe thoughts? Uh, obviously, the editing wants to see us a certain way, but, like, there was just no effort to talk to anybody. Like, I was like, dude, like, even if you're not, like, comma strong, pretend that you are. Like, that probably could have yeah. saved you. Um, so, you know, clearly the commas thought, you know, we still have the numbers even if we get rid of him. You know, if we don't know what his intentions are, like, boom, let's take him out. Like, otherwise he might win, I don't know, six or seven immunities in a row. And, you know, who knows? Um, but honestly, you know, Island of Extinction might be a better spot for him. You know, he can come back in at four or five and, you know, he's in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it's like he could still come back in this game, but I don't know. I'm just like, man, they gave Joe like Joe a spot of all the returnees that could come back, even like the you know quote unquote like hot dudes that could come back. Like they give it to Joe for him to just literally give up essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it just seems like such a waste. So, how do you handle Edge of Extinction now? How do you how do you handle that twist? No, I do. You, are people going to be more aggressive, knowing that they'll have a second chance? So they might as well they might take some more drastic moves or crazier moves. Brandon, uh, I mean, you know, if you're original original Manu and you already don't have the numbers, like I say, you're, you know, you can be even more aggressive. Uh, I don't know if, if I'm comma and you think your group's staying together, I don't know how much I would change my game regardless of knowing that. Um, but, you know, either way, you probably want to be a little bit nicer to people when you send them out, knowing they mm-hmm. might be coming back or, you know, all these jury dynamics are going to be weird too. Um, and I kind of like, Renee, I kind of threw this by Wes earlier in the week, but do you think like having those three on the jury right away was a direct result of those two quitting? So, that's like if people know they're going to be on the jury, they're more likely to stay around. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is strange because uh, what happens if someone qu- just quits the game? Like, do they and, like? Let's say Devin's gets voted out next, and he just decides to quit. Like, he's still going to be on the jury, right? <laughs> Except he's going to be coming in, you know, fed and you know, washed. <laughs> And everything, and then there's like these scrubby ass Extinction Island people coming in. Like, I don't know how that's gonna play if anyone ends up else ends up getting quit, you know, quitting. But um, yeah, I don't know because I think would Keith and Wendy have quit if they had known that they were gonna be jury members? Um, I think that that's. I think they still would have quit. You think they still would have quit? I mean, they were done. Yeah, um, probably. But, they're not uh, last. They quit on like day seventeen, I think, or day nineteen. They're not lasting another twenty days in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that it is definitely an interesting thing. Um, I do think it's gonna be bizarre if like three comma go to the end. There's like a final three of three comma, and like Chris and Reem are voting for them to like 
win, you know? It's like they didn't spend a single day with them. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be strange. Um, I also was thinking about, like, what the, how, what if Reem gets back into the game on, like, day 37? Like, how does she, like, what is her final tribal speech like? So I was first out, and then I just stayed on Extinction Island forever, and now I'm here. Like, is that even, like, a winning thing? Like, I also yelled at everyone who came to Extinction Island. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, it depends on who the other two people are that she's sitting next to. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. truly a, a bizarre thing to see, like, the first boot be, like, a jury member now. Like, it's so strange. But, but you know, so people are, a lot of people have been, like, it. trying to go in on this for getting all the likes and stuff on Twitter like about how ridiculous it is to have someone on the jury who's never played with people. But, you know, she's going to be on Extinction Island. She's going to be playing with people. She might be playing with one person who goes to the final two or three. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with this. She's going to be at every single tribal council w- witnessing everything. She's on Extinction Island with people who are playing with everyone else. If anything, like, this is a lot better to have people still in the game instead of having them on Ponderosa just like gossiping and finding out stuff uh, there, you know, yeah. there she's still in the game. She's still like spending nonstop time with people who just got voted out too. So, you know, I'd rather have this than the normal Ponderosa where people kind of like coach votes or where, what is the coach claimed? Co- coach claimed his vote lost to Sophie was, yeah, a lot of, a lot of like bitter yeah, juries on true. Ponderosa and stuff. So, uh, but, I did so wanna... maybe, Maybe, well, so maybe this will prevent bitter juries because they're still kind of in the game up till day 37. That's true. Renee? No, I was going to say uh, to your earlier point about um, like playing more risky or whatever. I do remember like in Blood versus Water, um, the rock draw, right? Uh, where Tyson was like, fine, I'll draw a rock and I'll if I lose, I'll go to Redemption Island. You know, like, and so he he was like willing to play riskier because he knew he had a chance to like come to back into back the, in the game, game. anyways. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess if you're fairly confident in your skills to do that, like, yeah, I mean, you'd probably like take more chances out there. Okay. Here's another hot take. So did Wendy and Keith get Lynn Spillman fired? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know because I just feel like, to me, I just thought there would be a lot more quitters, you know? Like, I, I thought there was going to be, like, eight quitters. Yeah, yes. like, I was more taken aback by the fact that everyone pre-merge, like, did go to Extinction Island and, like, stick it through. So mm-hmm. you would have think that out of 18 people and you're, you know, like, how many of them are going to quit before the merge? Like, you would think, like, half maybe or something, especially, like, the first boot. But no, I mean, they all stuck around, so... I don't necessarily think Keith and Wendy are the reason like Lynn Spillman is gone. <laughs> That's the one I'm so afraid of because I really did like this episode. Is that like shit, man? Like maybe the worst is yet to come. Like, and that's why well, Lynn was fired. But like, what what could be the worst though? <sighs> I don't know, honestly. Like, because I've been you know thinking about these nightmare scenarios, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, maybe Green does come back and like mm-hmm. does win like or maybe like she comes mm-hmm. back and it's you know um you know obvious that like the jury doesn't like the other two so they like you know praise reem and like it seems obvious like she wins like maybe that was like a you know a nightmare scenario for the crew who are like what 
first boots winning like what the fuck mm-hmm. but i don't know i mean i i don't think anyone would mind ream winning i think she'd that'd be kind of like a, a funny story you know yeah i mean you know, she lasted all by herself pretty much maybe it's just the vibe of how it was out there compared to like the edited show that we're watching uh, it would be really interesting to hear Reem's take and then say who is, a, I guess, Chris's and Aubrey's take, too, about what like was really going on for all those days out there. Yeah. Um, okay, so Joe was voted out. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon, who do you think's winning at this point? Who do you think's going to win the game at this point in time? I mean, based on what we're seeing, you know, Ron seems to be in a good, good spot. Even I mean, he seems very, very confident, which normally is not a good thing when you have this many people left. Uh, but I'm sure he's feeling pretty good about the the Joe boot right now. Um, but you know, really anybody, you know, almost anybody in that group, you know, like I could see like Julie like going really far. Like she has potential winner, you know, to me written on written on her. So Ron, Julie. You know, they're not showing as much of, like, Gavin, Eric, you know, Aurora, I feel like they've shown less of, you know, uh, Julia finally got some confessionals, uh, so <laughs> she's feeling better about things, but, yeah, I would say probably, you know, those first few that I mentioned are probably in the best position right now, but I really hope there's a shakeup because, you know, I do like the the Wentworths and the Davids, and, you know, I really hope to not see them be eliminated in the next couple of weeks here. Brittany, yeah. who do you think's winning? Um, yeah, like Brandon, I really was getting good vibes from Julie this week. Um, I really do think they weren't showing her obviously because her tribe was winning, but I think that they kind of showed a lot of confessionals from her, like, you know, saying like she was willing to do all this stuff and just the fact that, um, that you know how she said, like, well, we can't send Devons out right away. And then when Kelly, like, suggested it, she was like, well, I'm not going to let that happen, you know? Because um, a lot of other players might have just been like, oh, Devons? Like, sure, why not? Like, it's, it's not me, so why not just go with the easy boot? But she was like, no, I don't want to do that. And so I think, yeah, I'm picking Julie right now to be my winner. Yeah, I think Julie is definitely getting the winner's edit right now. I mean, I don't think, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Oh, it looks like it's War Dog's birthday. Uh oh. So, uh, happy birth. A special note, known trolls. Happy birthday to War Dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have uh, Renee. You want to sing a happy birthday to War Dog? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Feliz cumpleaños. Um, no. Happy birthday, War Dog. Uh, let's see. Happy birthday, dude. Okay. Um. All right. So, okay. What else do we? I think we're pretty much done with the episode at this point. Is there any lasting thoughts you had on the episode, Brandon? Uh, not in terms of the episode. It just kind of left me thinking, you know, what that, you know, minority, that group that's in the minority right now is going to do moving forward. Um, I was more intrigued by the preview for next week because it's showing Dr. Joe talking to somebody oh, that, yeah. like, collapsed during the show. Oh, <laughs> So ba- depending on who that is, you know, that could really shake the game off if they end up leaving. Uh, okay, so, well, you know what? If you are listening to the Known Trolls podcast, chances are you don't really care about getting small spoilers. So, yeah, so spoiler alert that uh, looks like there potentially could be a medevac. But they kind of teased that with Wendy earlier in the season with her ankle. So yeah. maybe it's not uh, 
Maybe there isn't a medevac, but yeah. What do you think's going on there, Brandon? Uh, well, it looks like one of those endurance time challenges, you know, where it's one of those things where, you know, your body just gives out and, you know, I'm sure they'll, you know, hopefully it's something, you know, they'd pump some water back into you and, you know, you're all right and just kind of shake it off. And obviously you lost the challenge or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, if it happened during the challenge, I wonder if like they're just kind of everybody else like keep going or they have everybody stop or, you know, depending on what actually happened. So there's a lot of questions there, you know, more or less. I just kind of want to know who it was. Kind of like a, a Russell Swan pass out moment or like a Boston Rob pass out moment. Yeah. Or even like, uh, wasn't that, uh, okay. Oh, uh, didn't Joe do that too in the other season? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Joe. Yeah. yeah, he did. And then Kelly got shit for, uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> she, Kelly got shit for that too. <laughs> Kelly's like the, uh, the yeah. whipping girl for like, uh, anything that goes wrong on Survivor in our seasons. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to, th- I thought of something, what, which was, I really actually dig this Extinction Island thing, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm wondering, like, how often they should do it, right? Because obviously they shouldn't do it every season, right. because then it would become predictable and people would start putting it into their, like, their strategy. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think, like, what do you guys think? Like, every five seasons or something like that? Like, just kind of hit them with it? I mean, I think it's it's kind of unfair to, like, a season where, like, a first boot is, like, an actual first boot. To where you just randomly end up on a season where, you know, you can stay until day 39 or whatever. Like, um, but I do think I want to see it more for sure. I think it definitely works best with the returnees, like a full returning season. Like, I think we, I mentioned how it would, it would have been great for game changers and heroes versus villains if you had yeah. Extinction Island going on. But I think, um, yeah, so you look at, the blood versus water seasons too, where there is, well, there wasn't a redemption Island twist to, uh, San Juan del Sur. I think they got rid of that right when, uh, so and her sister dropped out last minute. Yeah. I think that was the case, but yeah, but it's like with any of these seasons where the second iteration is never the best, like you know, redemption Island worked, um, blood versus water worked really well. Cause there was returnees. And so you had 10 or nine guaranteed interesting players, and then when Sen- I, th- I feel like San Juan del Sur didn't work out that well because you had a lot of uninteresting people. I know some people say it's like their favorite season and <laughs> those people can get lost. But um, but yeah, I think, yeah. So next, what I'm saying is like next time that they do like an Edge of Extinction like season again, it might it might not play out as well as this one. But um, yeah, but we could, uh, we might be heading towards my ideal for, my idea for a great season. Whereas you have the, you have two seasons going on concurrently, and then come merge time, the seasons merge, and so I think <laughs> we're be interesting. We're, I think we're itch, we're we're inching towards that. So maybe yeah. by the time Survivor seventy five happens, that will be the season. <laughs> I did also, uh, I did also think it was uh, weird that we merged technically with thirteen people out of an eighteen person cast, um, mm-hmm. which means only five people technically didn't make the merge. Um, but it's usually that case. I mean, there's usually like five or six people. Which, um, I mean, but anyways, what what are your thoughts, Brandon, on like the Edge of Extinction thing concept? I mean, I think as a viewer, I want I want them spread out. But I think in terms of production, if you're doing like two seasons back to back, obviously you could do two in a row because the second group isn't going to know what the first group just did it. That's true. Um, but I I do like you know 
kind of what Wes said about the returnees, because the returnees have like at least played the game before and they kind of know that side of it already. Where if you're a newbie and you know you're a ream and you get you go out there right away, you know I feel like you miss a lot of the overall game experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you could go a couple of different ways with it, but I would definitely like to see them come back to this twist again in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you guys imagine Tony Vlacos? out there on it'd, extinction it'd, island it'd, like it'd be amazing yeah man yeah, he'd, be, he'd be good tv out there i think yeah oh absolutely okay um so let's see one of the things i have down here is so each week now this happened for the last like one or two seasons survivor has like an instagram takeover uh, we had like abby <laughs> like julie berry and like natalie tenerelli a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. and this week we had Alex, Kara, and Natalia? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that just reaffirmed my whole th- thought oh, that Alex, Alex sucks. <laughs> that guy fucking stinks. Um, he was like... He's interesting cat. He's just like annoying. Like He's like he's like such a, like a bro. And he's like, so they had the thing and he's like, oh, let me show you how many pull-ups I can do. Like, no one cares about how many pull-ups you can do, dude. Uh, I know Renee's going to agree with me. Brandon, you're probably going to shy off this, but... No, I mean I'm not. I'm not like a big, not a huge fan of his. And you know, here he had all that controversy surrounding him last season about the social media stuff. But I, when they do that type of stuff, I would like to get more like analysis, insight from them on kind of what's happening, rather than them just doing random videos of them doing stupid stuff and like screaming and whatever. Or cooking like, popcorn. Yeah. Like yeah, like you have you have the experience. Like you know what those players are going through. Like tell us what you actually think rather than just doing all the side stuff that nobody cares about. Yeah. Renee? Yeah, I agree. I mean I think some people have done them okay. I think I think Fishbacks was alright from what I remember. But yeah, it's like so stupid. They're just like making food and just screaming and like time for survivor and it's just like yeah. what the fuck like because they're picking really bizarre people in the first place to do this like why the fuck would they pick alec mr mm-hmm. social media you know squander dude um but yeah i want them to be like oh man merge day like i was so hungry or i was feeling the worst that my season or whatever or something just give us something other than just like tomfoolery right yeah okay so um yeah the known trolls had boots on the ground at kelly's watch party i was there uh so yeah it was there's like 150 people i was not expect. i don't yeah it's about 100 150 people it was great great turnout like that's what you would get in uh like in new york city or out like uh any other known uh, know-it-alls events was dale there Dale was not there. It was Damn. Lauren and Kelly, and Lauren's <laughs> parents. Yeah, um, Casey Featherston was there. Did you? Uh, did Lauren's parents actually ask you that question, or, or that was just a Twitter joke? I swear to God, they like. Um, I swear to God, like, I wasn't like joking about it. Like, but they didn't say asshole. I mean, that was more just <laughs> yeah. to, to make it an interesting tweet. But um, no, but they had absolutely seen the tweets. Uh, Lauren said, "Like, I've like your tweets are great." Like. I mean, I know, but uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, it was it was fun. Lauren was really nice. Kelly's Kelly, you know, yeah. Always enjoyed Kelly. So yeah, it is. It was we had a good time. Uh, but so Kelly was uh, she. It was really fun uh, doing the teed up video with her. So I'm going to be doing that with oh yeah other people who've engaged with teed up at some point. Did you dox teed up at the thing to her? Okay. 
No, so she she has like a weird relationship with T Dub, like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think she she gets the tea dub brand. I th- well, I think she does. I know Aubrey does. I, Kelly, I think she gets it on when she's having a good day. But I yeah. think if he hits her on a day where she's like in a bad mood or something, she just like goes off on him. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, T Dub's he's just in jest. He just fucking jokes around. He's not like like he's like the two of us were. He's never that hard on anyone. He's just like. Busting balls. I did find he did have a good um, tweet about Joe that he tagged Kelly Wigglesworth in, which I thought was really funny. And then I saw someone like respond to him, like, I don't like that you tagged her in this. That's uncalled <laughs> for. Classic Survivor fan. So, what, what was it? Oh, it was about Joe just not doing anything. Like, he just like yeah. painting the merge flag I and not like. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, and then I had a tweet about. Uh, let's see about Wendy that did pretty well. Let's see what it said. Uh, Never coming even... back. Oh yeah, I said oh, yeah. anyone who thinks Wendy should be brought to, back to play Survivor. I... Did I say again twice? Uh, anyone who thinks Wendy should be brought back to play Survivor again should lose her Survivor tweeting and viewing privileges. I had some. I mean, obviously you should like. It's a joke. I mean, people don't realize this. I'm just like, it's like an inflammatory joke meant to get engagement. Um, I had some people in there telling about how she was such an inspiration with her Tourette's and stuff like that. I'm like, guys, like, I'm not like going at her about her Tourette's and stuff. I'm going about her for quitting and like being an, like, an obnoxious, awful player. Because that's what she was. She was a terrible, terrible player. And she, if you think about it, she's probably best served on Big Brother. Like, that is the kind of player that she is. And that's the kind of character that she is best for Big Brother, not Survivor. Because it was pretty obvious that, that she wasn't, from what we saw, she wasn't taking her time out there on Survivor. And she wasn't using it to the full extent that she should have been. You agree with me, Renee? Uh, for sure. I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's great that she kind of, like, showed this Tourette's thing um, for people who might have it and whatever. But, like... She definitely doesn't belong on Survivor. I think she would be a better Big Brother player. Um, and plus, she could, like, scam fans better through Big Brother, you know? Like, she could get, like, what? <laughs> she, she could scam fans? Yeah, she could get, like, <laughs> thousands of followers and stuff like that. And just like and then, like, a, do a GoFundMe for, Yeah, like, yeah, and make them, yeah. like, buy her, like, socks or underwear yeah, or whatever. So- like, how <laughs> like an Amazon wish list or something? Yeah, like, because um, she, I think she's... She's doing this WonderCon thing, um, which I don't know why she was like, I'm going to be there. I don't know if she's like signing something or if she's just going to be there. But I'm like, I could see her like, you know, if she was on Big Brother, she would like have her own booth or like try and like Mm -hmm. scam fans to like pay for autographs or something. (laughs) Wait, so she's I think she like dresses up in cosplay, doesn't she? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe she's just like a cosplayer or something. But so is she just going to go like she's going to be one of those cosplayers who just like walk walks around and takes photos with people? I don't or is she gonna be like setting up because I so they have like the Comic Con at Seattle too, and there's like Jerry Lawler, like the WWE guy, was just like at one booth randomly, you know. So they <laughs> so at these at, yeah, at, yeah at these conventions they have like uh, signings for like more oh, yeah, prominent. Yeah. Cel- I went celebrities. to one. I went to um, like a Chicago thing. Um, this was like literally the day before I went on the first date with my wife, um, mm-hmm. and I went to a Chicago Comic Con thing. And um, it was, like, really bizarre because 
you just like half of it is weird comic people right like people trying to like sell comics and comic artists and all that shit and then like Mm -hmm. the other half is just like has been celebrities who are like hawking you know like their autograph or like ten dollars to take a picture with like this random with lou gossett jr you know (laughs) and he's just like sitting at a desk you know kind of like um i remember like here's the lady who voiced Pocahontas, like literally no one in line to like meet her or anything. I was like, Oh, poor lady. Um, they make very strange. They make like Norman Reedus from the walking dead was at one of the ones I went to. I didn't stand in line to get, there was like 200 people in line waiting to get his autograph. And he was there for like three days. And supposedly like it was like backed up like lines every single day. He was charging like a hundred bucks for an autograph and a photo. Yeah. I'm like making t- tons of money off of this stuff. Biggest person, biggest line at the one I went to was uh, Bruce Campbell from mm. uh, Evil Dead fame. Like, there was so many people waiting in line for him. Um, but yeah, it's to me, I was just like, well, shit, man, I'm not paying 10 or even 5 bucks to get a picture with some dude. Like, you know, I would have rather have paid like 100 bucks to get in and then just like get as many pictures as I wanted rather than like, you know, kind of get in for free and then like you just have to pay for like every single thing like it's just it's weird yeah i think uh christopher lloyd and the guy who plays biff tannen thomas f wilson they that's that's their whole that's their cash cow they just go from like comic-con to comic-con like signing autographs yeah um okay um anything else you guys want to get to um oh so the other thing is I, so with the Survivor Instagram, chances are if these people are appearing on the Instagram, I'm going to think that they're not on season 40. Would you agree with that take, Renee? Um, probably, but like, I don't think they've had anyone on that I would think would have been on season 40 anyways, as of yet. Mm-hmm. Try to keep people like down, like not like feature them prominently so that's not kind of like ruin their game at all. Yeah. Um, so I guess there, I didn't see many photos. I guess there was an event in New York city. Oh yeah. Um, Andrea Uh, and Meg are mm -hmm. having, uh, some thing that they, yeah, they do it sporadically. Like sometimes it's in the like winter, sometimes it's in the summer, I think. I don't know. But, um, they had it in LA last year and it was like a weekend that I was going to be out of town. Um, so I wasn't able to go, um, but, uh, it's back in New York and it did look like a decent amount of people went, um, Mm. one of our, um, season 40 potential like players ended up going to it, um, who kind of came out of, uh, their, uh, their kind of, uh, social media, like hiatus hiatus yeah they like emerged and they went to this thing which was really interesting to see and this was uh we'll keep that name yeah withheld but this is a the thought a thought that you and i have had yeah um Um, so it was yeah i mean you kind of have your i think i saw anna kate there which i'm like what the fuck is she doing being invited really i didn't see any photos really is it did no one want no one like (laughs) want to take a photo with um it was um Jim Rosario, who's like, uh, you know, our hap fan, dude, uh, mm-hmm. who's a hell of a nice guy, 
but he posted a bunch of pictures last night, and one of them was of Anna Kate, and I was like, what the fuck is she doing there? Like, you would have thought that all these players would have, like, disavowed her by this point. Yeah. Um, I didn't think she really did, like, Survivor stuff anymore. Yeah. She's, like, in her alt-right world, and um, I do think that, um, yeah, here it is. Um, yeah, she was there. So insane. Okay. Um, um, let's. I do think that we know that a lot of debauchery happens. So hopefully, a known troll listener can, um, you know, give us some. Uh, can fill us in. Fill yeah, us in should, on anything that happened. We yeah. need some boots on the ground there. Um, the known trolls should be at all these events. Um, okay, let's do a quick friend or foe. Renee, who's your candidate for friend or foe this week? Oh, shit. Um, there, you know, so I'll give you time to think about it. My candidate, we've already had him on before as a friend or foe candidate this week, I'm going to bring him back and it's Ari Ferrari. And currently he is a foe. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Why is that? He was so, so I had my tweet about uh screenshot in this one woman, woman's uh, opinion about Kelly. Oh yeah. Uh, about how, how Colin, uh, so there's this whole one that, the decent numbers about calling a man, basically a woman of his, uh, this is a, this is about uh, the whole David, the yeah. line by David. Someone who was Kelly. bought hurt because Kelly said David was like a woman. Yeah, so she went off and just pile jumping and just collecting those likes on, on the Kelly hate, and then turns around and likes a tweet by Kelly, like uh, <laughs> two weeks later, which is like that is clearly hypocritical. One uh-huh. one tweet canceling out Kelly, the next tweet liking her. So the next liking her and then Ari's like for some reason decided that he needed to defend her I don't know maybe she maybe that um, someone was like bitching about me I don't know but like it's pretty clear as uh, it's clear as day what was going on there you know like you're just like looking to get Twitter love on hating and then you go back to liking so which is I think is really um, I think is pathetic any thoughts on Ari Ferrari being a foe Renee um um, I uh, I don't think I can put Ari in the faux category yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met him a few times. I've I've had some drinks with him, so I do think he he has questionable behavior on Twitter. Very um, questionable. But uh, I have to keep him in the friend category for now. Yeah. So I like I DM with Ari too, and like I have a pretty good relationship with him privately but publicly for some reason he just likes oh, yeah. to come at me yeah he does. I, I think he yeah it's just like it's like the optics he's like oh man i want to show people that like i hate this guy right you know, you know so i'm gonna start coming at him watch out buddy um brandon any thoughts on that uh <laughs> I, I i don't know him as well as uh you guys do but i thought it was funny your tweet the other night about mm-hmm. the like the kelly like receipts thing like mm-hmm. all the people like you know calling her out in the david thing and then turning around and you know liking her stuff like people are so like two-faced in this community it's like unbelievable it's yeah um brandon do you have any candidates for friend or foe uh, I mean, <laughs> most of the ones that most of the ones i feel like you guys have brought up already like i feel like you know tim's a candidate every week uh-huh. um, <laughs> uh i think logan's always a good one not I think he's friends with us, but like his tweeting is just, uh, I don't know whether sometimes I almost want to like pull away from him a little bit. Cause it's just, man, it's, it's some tough stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But you know, my uh, my candidate would for you guys would be uh, would be HC. Foe. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just gonna say fall. I don't feel like addressing. Renee her. might have different feelings. I know he interacts with her. Um. Yeah, Renee, put your feet to the fire here. Until until I see something. Um, uh, so you agree with her, Kelly? Hate them? No, no, for sure. I mean, this person is like an insane person. Um, genuinely, like they need just like a good slap in the face of to what reality is. But, I mean, she's nice to me. They're nice to me. Ooh, I said. Um, but uh, I will say friend for now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, a, what a bozo. Um, okay. I think, uh, Renee, you have any candidates um, for okay, Fire I have Fo? a good candidate. Um, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but uh, Big Frankie. Okay. Um, Frank Clark, is that his name? Um, he's like from buffalo i think yeah yeah yeah. um he's just like he's just such like a blowhard type dude you know who like always has this attitude of like uh you know like i'm always right like my opinions are always right you know like 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 hc yeah and then like when you confront him about it he's always like hey uh, you know, like he kind of tries to shrug it off, but he never has like a good reasoning for why he says what he says. You know, he like mm-hmm. never tries to defend it or back it up. He's always just like, I don't know. He just spews a lot of hot air, and it's just like sometimes this guy is just too much. You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I will say for now he's my foe because uh, he I just... feel like he's done a lot less to you than HC has done to you. But okay, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, I'm gonna say he's a friend. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I can understand why he might piss you off. I mean, he's definitely, like, Republican-leaning with all his thoughts. And, you yeah. know, you generally don't like those people. So I don't necessarily not like him, but I'm always like, it's it's like, so what are your thoughts? And he's like, oh, I just like to complain. It's like, well, maybe kind of offer some insight into why you're complaining about this or that instead of just, mm-hmm. like, just being a typical, you know, white American male. Yeah. Okay. I've got a new game that I thought of, and it's called "Do They Have Me Muted?" Oh God, yes. It's a good game. <laughs> and so, basically, the whole premise is it's me speculating on someone who I think might have me muted. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Do they have me muted? Um, and I just want to say I love this because I have people muted, and uh, and once sometimes when I forget, I'm like, oh shit! Like I forgot I had this person muted, and I'll unmute them, and then I'll start liking some of their tweets and stuff, and then uh-huh. I think like they must know that I had them muted, right? Because right. all of a sudden I'm liking <laughs> tweets of theirs and stuff, and okay. it's the same with like me, where I'm like, all of a sudden someone will start just like liking some of my tweets, and I'm like, oh, they definitely had me muted up until now. Yeah, you know what a, a dead giveaway is? Now, I mean, I forget about the intricacies of Twitter, but if someone retweets me and then someone who follows me but never likes my tweets then likes that tweet that's retweeted, I think that's a dead giveaway that uh, I'm muted by that person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And this week's candidate is Mike Bloom. <laughs> Mike Bloom, like the nicest person in the world. I'm not, <laughs> so I think he has me muted, and so 
Uh-huh. And he's also, I feel like, I have nothing against Mike. I, I mean, maybe he has me muted, maybe he doesn't, but I think he does have me muted. Uh, and so he was liking some tweets of mine. I'd barely ever seen any likes from him. I, I like Mike, he's a nice guy, but I think he has me muted, so, okay. Um, he's also probably someone who would never come on this podcast, because he'd probably, like, like, what the fuck, like... Yeah, I think that's, like, uh, one of the... I know I'm going to talk bad about RHAP here, um, but I think there are so many of these folks on the in the RHAP world where they, like, don't want to get anywhere near anything controversial, right? And so, like, right. if anyone has any sort of, like, controversial opinion on anything, they, like, have to stay, like, two steps back. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where, like privately they like reach out to you and they're like oh that was funny or like this and that but like they would never like come on a podcast with you or publicly say on like our hap like oh like i like this person you know Mm -hmm. it's like they have to disavow you yeah you know we're on our own Renee. you know no one's (laughs) no one's reaching out to help us no one's willing to give us a spot you know the known trolls have to the known trolls and the trollettes and the uh, and all the trolliacs out there have to uh we we have to do things on our own. Um, so sure. uh, what you gonna do, brother, when Wes and Renee and all the trolliacs <laughs> come for you? Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but you know we're gonna have to deal, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And so we have to, you know, we have to we have to just crawl. We have to like fight for our own in this podcast in this community, and you know we're 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 disrupting the pot the Survivor podcast community, Renee. No trolls are coming for you. Oh, for uh, sure. Renee, who's, uh, who do you have for this week's candidate for Do They Have Me Muted? Oh, man. This is so hard. See, you didn't, like, you just sprung this on us. So, like, I don't. Oh, come on. You must have, like, one person that you can think of. Um, let me think. The problem is, like, so many people, like, aren't on Twitter all the time. Like, so many people that I follow or, you know, they follow me, like, they only come on like once a week or something, usually like during Survivor and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to wonder like, okay, are they only tweeting on Wednesdays because of Survivor or are they just like, you know, muted me and I don't see them or whatever. Um, so let me see. God, it probably has to be someone from the RHAP world. Um, <sighs> do you think Keeve has me muted? Akiva? Mm-hmm. Akiva Winokur. Akiva. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, uh, is it Winokur? Winokur. Winokur. I think. He yeah. He's my. He's my candidate. Yeah. He does follow me, but he like. He went through a period of like liking a bunch of my stuff, and mm-hmm. now never like never likes it. Never responds to anything. So like yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and like Keeve is my. Um, He's my candidate, and I do think he's muted me. I think he muted me like a while ago, a few months ago. Yeah, uh, Brandon, you probably don't. You're probably not like as muted as much as, <laughs> as much as Renee and I are. Well, I, I, I don't know if anyone. I mean, there's probably you know some people out there that I don't know about, but I feel like you guys, like your percentage of followers, that in terms of like people that are really into Survivor, are much higher. Um, so I think that lends itself more, you know, to people potentially not wanting to see what you guys have to say, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you're outspoken on certain, you know, types of players and people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't really have anybody that I suspect right now. Um, you know, I just had some people, you know, uh, I know Shimbo, you know, when I unfollowed him. 
sent me the DM and unfollowed <laughs> me and whatever. So that's, you know, I know about that, but. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I was, I forgot about it, but now I'm glad I remembered. Oh, so Brandon, what, okay. I think we talked about this initially when uh, we podcasted with you, uh, maybe six months ago or 12 months ago, whatever. But what do you, what would the ideal workout regime be before you're going on Survivor? What do you think, uh, what would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, I I've read on what you know some players have said they've done before they've gone out there, and they haven't necessarily been like me, you know, or you know, I run every day and you know whatnot. But you know, some people, um, you know, have been you know very fit and gone out there. But if I if I was in this situation and doing it, you know, I would definitely you know certainly keep my cardio level up high. Because I feel like a lot of those challenges, you know, minus the puzzles at the end or whatever, like they do come down to, you know, your endurance a little bit. Like people are like falling apart badly at the end of some of those. They're more the endurance stuff. Um, so I don't know if I change that a whole lot. Um, I probably would get in the weight room a lot more and try to bulk. I'd probably try to be one of those people where I probably would try to put on a little weight before I went out there, but not like, you know, 20, 30 pounds, something stupid like that where it's going to kill my cardio. Like, like Rick Devins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole dad bod thing. Um, yeah, I've heard the other side of it, where like somebody like Coach, where he basically like went on like a diet before he went out there, just to kind of like acclimatize his body to that. But like you saw him at the end, of especially like you know token jeans and whatnot. There was nothing left of that guy. Yeah, he was like stick skinny. Yeah, I will say, um, I think yeah. Rick looks way better now than he did on the island. So uh-huh. I do wonder, like, what like what came first right i mean i guess i haven't checked but he's like kind of a chunky dude out there right now but he's like a slim <laughs> okay. fellow he looks yeah. pretty good right now and it's like did mm-hmm. he gain a bunch of weight to go play survivor or did he, he like have, yeah. or did he okay. like was he like a chunky dude and then he decided to kind of like slim down after he came back like um, the survivor weight loss yeah but i yeah i've heard different things um i remember jeremy collins was on with rob and talked about how he like would work out every day and then he would like eat very little um so that he could kind of get used to you know the hunger issue thing whereas rob said you know the opposite where or not rob uh, rob said this too but penner i remember saying specifically that he like just ate everything like that he could think of he like Cause he was like, I'm an old dude. Like, I don't care about how fit I look in my cast picture. So like, I just ate as much as I could so that I had like that body fat. Um, and you know, I think Rob kind of agreed that he kind of ate a lot before he went out. And like, I guess it's more about like how you take hunger. Right. Cause if you're one of these people who just like, can't like who needs to eat, right. Like you might want to kind of try and, and, uh, address that before going out there whereas if you're like eh, whatever like i'm just gonna be flabby and like let it you know kind of take my flab or whatever like that's another that's another scenario i'd probably i mean i'm plenty fat so i would just probably do nothing <laughs> like i would just let let i would just go out there and be dead yeah i, I think i read, maybe it's aurora that said she like put on some weight on purpose before she went out mm-hmm. um but like have you guys seen like what War Dog looks like lately? Like that dude looks like he's lost a lot of weight in twenty days. Like, yeah, really skinny already. Um, yeah, he does. So I don't know. I don't know what his like routine was going into the game, but yeah, he definitely looks like rough. 
Yeah, Kelly's well, well, well on her way to go into that like Cambodia look too. You know, where she was just like, she was like, her eyes were sunken and stuff. She'd lost like very emaciated too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, anyway, all right. You guys have anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, I don't think so. Not for this week. Okay, Brandon. I don't have anything new. Anything you want to get off your chest? <laughs> yeah, Brandon, do you want to call some people out right now? It's the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. I don't really have anybody to call out. It was just, uh, you know, what you guys talked about at the beginning of the pod. Uh, you know, I think as a community, we just need to be a lot more forgiving, you know, mm-hmm. when people make slip ups and whatnot, because. 99% of the time, like, somebody isn't, like, maliciously attacking somebody for their own, like, joy and benefit. Right. Like, you know, like I said, all of us have done things, you know, we're not proud of and made mistakes and whatnot. So it just, it saddens me to see, you know, people that maybe were friends or, you know, whatever at some point just rip each other apart and whatnot over stuff that they might not necessarily even be that invested in. They're just looking for a fight, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to you know, my intentions were, were pure. I was only trying to, like, um, kind of talk about Alex's struggles and stuff and how he's kind of overcame those. And, yeah, we only have – I mean, I mean, this was, his podcast was listened to, like, a decent amount of people. But, like, you know, you know, I'm not, like, a guidance counselor or a psychologist or stuff, but we need to have these conversations about mental health. So on a micro level, like this podcast, and it can only, it can only help people, you know? If it helps one person or, you know. Yeah, and I whatever. think the person we really need to blame for this whole thing was Spencer. Who <laughs> <laughs> was the reason why this all happened. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was a big topic. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I guess that will wrap it up. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Uh, Renee, thanks for getting up early. And sure. Your, your, your bedhead. And, oh, and... Uh, and uh, because we're not we're not going to be recording next week, right? Well, you know, I'm going to be I'm in Ireland. I'm leaving tomorrow for, oh, for shit. a week. Oh, um, that's awesome. Oh, thanks. Uh, but yes, yeah, so if you want to record, you can. I mean, I know we we've got a bunch of podcast guests lined up, so it's up to y'all. We can talk off air, but yeah. um, okay. Yeah, and so okay, well that'll do it. And hey, thanks um, for work on your Irish accent for the time when you come back. Okay, <laughs> I don't think that's getting the air again. So. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, it was a blast. Uh, and see you in a week or two. All right. See, ya. see you later. All right, bye.